everyone out there in the CBC universe, welcome to another episode of Comic Book Characters. We're halfway to breaking even. I'm your fellow neighborhood podcaster, Alfred. And this is Chris, the uncontested creator, Cassidus. Comic Stuff! <laughs> oh yeah, Sandy in the house. Chris, how is it doing fun, sir? Uh, maintaining. Uh, <laughs> it's about that time in May where... Uh, you begin to question your life choices. The, the end of the tunnel's there, but you can't really get to it yet. Still five weeks of uh, torture, I mean, work left. So, eh, maintaining. I mean, you do get those, uh, what is it, like six months off for the summer, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah not nearly that, but uh, okay. Um, uh, yeah, man. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll watch Hellboy, like. 50 times to make the make the summer stretch out forever. <laughs> yeah. Just keep it in keep it in a keep it going in the marquee like they're just like why won't this movie leave? I don't know, man. This one guy just really likes it a lot. By the way, this is and this is uh not going to be the Avengers Endgame episode, but I just want to drop this. Uh I know somebody personally who has seen it 6 times already. Wow. So, it's a lot. We'll get to that episode, though. Uh, that's going to be the next one. It's going to be an all-endgame episode. We wanted to give everyone a chance to... We want to line up 15 guests. Oh, man. Should we make it longer than the movie? Oh, my God. That's the question. Well, at I least you go to the bathroom while you listen to the podcast. That's true. You can take it with you. Be that guy. Be that person. <laughs> bring your phone into the toilet. I mean, everybody does that. But bring the audio... Through the phone in the toilet. Let everybody <laughs> hear the majestic nature of our of our comic book podcast. Uh, yeah, that'll be coming up in about a week or so. We want to give everyone a chance to see it. See it as many times as you want in that time. So you can nitpick the film uh, the way we probably will. Uh, but that's coming. But before that, there is another comic book movie that has recently come out that we actually did both go see. And that mm -hmm. movie is Hellboy. Which we have affectionately nicknamed Heck Boy, because we were like, this film is probably not going to be that good. And <laughs> tune in to find out if that's true or not. We're also going to cover, what else? Oh, okay. So we've actually got some pretty cool news, or maybe not, according to Chris, because I still haven't seen Runaway Season 2. Uh, <laughs> but Hulu apparently has picked up two more Marvel, Marvel properties uh, in in the form of Ghost Rider and Hellstrom, and we'll get into who that is a little bit later. DC uh, and their uh, struggling service that they're providing has still making movies somehow. Maybe maybe getting a shot in the arm. They've got uh, a Swamp Thing uh, show coming to their streaming service. We've got the trailer for that. Uh, Amazon Prime now coming in with superhero stuff because, of course, they are <laughs> because everybody is because that's just what people do nowadays. Uh, we'll talk about the boys trailer. Uh, we've got real quick. Uh, this is still a fun little thing. We're not sponsored by these guys yet. Yet. Please. Proud sponsors of the podcast. Please. Please. You don't understand how much I stand for this company but uniqlo is doing a marvel team up in honor of avengers endgame we'll get into that and then of course the heck boy uh review so chris ah. you are one of the four fans that watch agents of shield yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> Proud few. So, so I mean, I'm one of the other four. So <laughs> we got to see uh, Gabriel Luna's Ghost Rider uh, as... Uh, as um, Robbie Reyes? Robbie Reyes. Robbie yeah. Reyes, Ghost Rider. I actually kind of liked him in that role. I liked the way they portrayed the character. I, yep. I almost wanted them to do more. Like, it's almost like they were riding the character with one arm tied behind his back. Like, I wanted them to really unleash the fury, the vengeance of Ghost Rider. And I felt like they weren't quite there on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hmm. But we get wind that Hulu is going to be developing a live-action series, and apparently everybody on board wants this to be darker, more horrific, and just kind of more gritty and gruesome. Hell how yeah. That, how does that sound to you? That sounds great. I mean, uh, not once they say, uh, it feels like my head's on fire. Uh, that was really missing. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I think it, I think his uh, stint on Agents of Shield is really weighed down by like his um, family drama bullshit going on. Oh, because... his brother or whatever was it? Yeah, his brother? yeah. Oh, dude, I fucking hated that actor. <laughs> he, oh, he was on yeah. uh, Fear the Walking Dead as well, oh, and no. fucking uns- insufferable. Um, I haven't even bothered to look up his name. I didn't like uh, that kid. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, that it, whole that whole plot line was oof. Yeah, I, I know it was like um, the Robbie Reyes origins kind of like pretty close to that yeah. uh, in, in the books. So, yeah, I, I just wish the kind of uh, would have, you know, tried something else with it a little bit because it felt a little cliched. Like, uh, oh, let's have a uh, Mexican-American character. Let's give him all the, you know, gangbanger tropes from L.A. Right. Um, it's whatever. It's, at some point, I mean, at Mafalia, least he's out there. Mafalia. Yeah, <laughs> Blood yeah. in, blood out. Um <laughs> I mean, they might as well just fill the meeting barbacoa tacos with a big red. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I'm 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 all for. It. I, I think he was great as a uh, as Ghost Rider. Yeah, I, I think if they if they go kind of almost not not necessarily rated R or not even unrated, but just kind of lean more seventeen. Woof, lean more into the adult. Uh, sort of aspects of Ghost Rider. I think they could do some really cool stuff. Yeah. That being said, you've sort of lamented a bit of what Runaways Season 2 has been. Again, I still haven't seen it, so I yeah. can't comment. So Hulu has a bit of a mixed bag when we look at their their Marvel offerings so far. The other, the other really interesting thing about this is, you know, Disney's coming out with this big Disney Plus streaming platform where they're mm-hmm. going to apparently have multiple Marvel shows. It's interesting to think that even with the advent of Disney Plus, they're still allowing other streaming services to develop new shows with with their characters. Uh, I don't know if it's just Hulu's just throwing that much money at them or or what, but it's kind of it's kind of weird, right? Because like Netflix yeah. lost all of their guys, <clears throat> and Hulu's gaining two characters. So I, it's just really weird. It's I kind of want to know what's the going going on behind the scenes and the and sort of the business dealings of what's happening here. Like, I wonder what yeah what what is Disney playing at? What is their strategy ultimately? Well, I mean, it's kind of like um, how fractured the MCU was with all the licenses everywhere. I think Universal still has Hulk, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one reason why we're never going to get like a standalone Hulk again. Um, but um. It's just so fractured, and like I guess the streaming was its own rights as well, um, because I also saw that uh, Lord and Miller, the guys who won an Oscar, 
for uh, Spider-Verse, they uh, re-upped with Sony. They're going to be producing a bunch of Spider-Verse shows for uh, Sony streaming service. Um, I think it's multi-platform. It's streaming, it's broadcast, it's probably more films as well. But they signed a nine-fucking-figure deal with Whoa. Sony. <laughs> nine figures. That, nine that figures? A, that's a heavy bag, man. Oh, man. That's 100 mil at least. You could get... You could get like at least ten pairs of origin stories. <laughs> the real question is, what are those? Ah, oh, man, sure. <laughs> Always coming in clutch. Uh, yeah, that's great though. That is great news, and that actually wasn't on the Slack, but I'm glad you brought right. it up. I mean, it's that, that's exciting. Just watched Spider Verse again the other night. Um, so good. I'm I'm <laughs> completely fine with the, it being in the hands of Lloyd Miller. Yeah, like, I mean, just whatever they want to do, it's fine. For real, it's like that. That film was like as much of a great movie as it was a tech demo. It was like, uh, you know, they just put it out there. It's like this is what we're at. Uh, I don't think anybody's on this level. You know, highest bidder, please. Right. Um, but yeah, it, to your point, it's really really confusing. The mouse has so much power, and he's been so hungry recently, fucking devouring Get, up getting studios them stones. left and right. Getting the stones, man. <laughs> it's almost like at what point, you know, did they kind of start devouring each other on the streaming end too? Yeah, it's it, gonna it, be it, weird. I, I kind of want to see like the the decade long in the works. I'm sure, like, uh, you know, documentary about like just how fucking savage it's been in the boardrooms, like yeah. um, trying to finagle all this stuff. Like you, you could see like a big short movie at some. Oh point, hell like yeah! Maybe twenty years down the line, I would be here all for that. In <laughs> fact, honestly, and I know they're doing a supposed to be doing a Stan Lee documentary or a Stan Lee biopic of some sort. I would love to see like a Marvel DC, um, kind of in the vein of like on the basis of sex or um, that Wonder Woman movie that came out a while back about the oh right of, of Wonder Woman, like a, a that kind of movie about just like the the gold the Silver Age or Golden Age of I guess it's the Silver Age of comics. But the golden age of superheroes, um, within comic books, like in the sixties, like in that kind of time frame, the mm -hmm. late fifties, early sixties, just just in that for Marvel and DC, I would really love to see something good there. You, you, you could do some really cool stuff. Uh, by the way, we're just giving these ideas for free right now. <laughs> sure, you don't I'm, need to pay us a hundred million. I mean, I'll be fine with seventy five. <laughs> um, all right. So the other the other live action show that they're doing. Uh, that Marvel and, and Hulu are doing is called Hellstrom. So that's actually based off of uh, another character. It's the son of Satan. I'm going to give you one guess. What do you think uh, Hellstrom first name? What do you think his first name is? Do you know uh, it? I just want you to guess. Just guess. Okay, whatever I'm, I'm you trying think. to guess it. Uh, Hellstrom. It's, it's very obvious. Yeah. I mean, all right. Uh, my... I'll tell you, it's not Lucifer. Okay, okay. okay, all right. I mean, my brain is so dead right now. Hellstrom, Hellstrom. Uh, L Ludwig, maybe? No. No, why did that pop in? No, come on, brain. Help me out. Uh, Adam? <laughs> That's close. That's good. It's, it's, it's Damien. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, it was so on the nose, I couldn't see it. Yeah, it's Damien Hellstrom, or otherwise known as <laughs> Hellstorm, son of Satan. 
Oh, nobody like, saw that coming. No, nobody. Quicksilver, Hawkeye, <laughs> nobody <laughs> saw it coming. Um, that's interesting. I, you know what? I kind of feel like maybe they saw that that Lucifer, the DC property, just got a fourth mm. season that I think is coming out on Netflix. And Hulu was like, wait, 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 wait. People, people, people like this, the Satan stuff. <laughs> they like the Sabrina, the teenage witch. What? <laughs> what? What preacher? What? What? We got to get that money. <laughs> and, and so they just like combed the, the bottom of the Marvel barrel to see what, <laughs> like, they're like, big wheel, not satanic enough. We need uh. more. We need more. It's I'm getting there. Say, Modoc, uh, yeah. get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Modoc, oh, jeez, Modoc. I played uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 the other day, too. Yeah. Ah, uh, man, nothing is as disrespectful as getting beat by Modoc's tiny little legs. <laughs> Just as a side tangent. Analysis cube. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this mostly because we, I feel like in sort of the Guardians of the Galaxy style, nobody knows who Damien Hellstrom is. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. Nobody cares. Maybe people will. Get, maybe this will be really good, and it'll get people excited and interested in, in the property. Yeah. But in that sense, they kind of can't fuck it up, you know? Right. Uh, or they can, but, I mean, they definitely have a lot of opportunity not to because they don't really have anything to live up to. Yeah. So, nobody's checking for this guy. Come on. Yeah, nobody. nobody. You know when they say, like, come get your mans? Nobody's trying to get this one. <laughs> this man is all alone. All right, let's 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 move on to another horrific character, but this time in the DC universe. Swap Thing dropped a trailer for their DC streaming universe. I don't even know what it, I don't know if that's what it's called, uh, but it's the thing that they have, where like they have their certain shows that are proprietary to the streaming service. Uh, it's all a mess. Nobody apparently. It's the one that has Titans on it. Huh. And, uh, so Doom. I I think. I think we're being remiss right now. Uh, we've been playing Marvel pretty hard. Let's, I mean, we can get a bag from DC, right? Let's come up oh. with a st- streaming name for them. Okay, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Why do we jump sides? We'll do like an NWO kind of right? thing. Right? It would be James Gunn style? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he came back tomorrow. So, like, we yeah, could just yeah. we could do both. All right. Uh, uh, all right. DC, DC. Uh, DC streaming service. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. How just, about... Right. Uh, the Legion of no, all right. I'm already walking away from. I say the Legion of <laughs> Legion Heroes. Of oh, oh, okay. Legion of Heroes. No, no. That's too, that's if it was too, all that's, animated, that sounds like, that, was... sounds like a, that sounds like a mobile app game. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> go play Legion of Heroes. Like, <laughs> totally. I was gonna go with uh, Legion of Tune if it was all card. If it was all animated. Oh uh, yeah, but it, it's not. It's live action. No. We just saw that. We just saw the Swamp Thing trailer. But they can rotoscopy. Come on, <laughs> it was live action. You all saw right, all right. it. I, I think I got it. I think I got okay, it. Okay, okay. It's gonna be all right, all right. You just gotta lean into how fucking cheesy and campy like a fucking um, Shazam like was. Sixty six. Okay, like Shazam. yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, DC Dreamstream. There you go. That's dumb, but I love it. I'm in <laughs> the Dreamstream. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You know what that sounds like though. The Dreamstream. That sounds like. That sounds like something that happens for some people when they're yeah. they're sleeping, when they're teenage boys. Maybe I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mean, leave it there. I'm gonna leave it there. I'm gonna leave it there. Yeah. Uh, Dreamstream, though, I like it. No, I like it. It's got alliteration. It's uh, they should, honestly they should call it. They shouldn't think so hard. Just call it like DC Cast. Mm, yeah. Or or yeah. D Cast. Diecast. Nah, if it was a D and D. Diecast. New in box. 
you in box. Dead stock. Uh, all right, man. Dead stock. Uh, uh, ret- non-returnable property. I don't know. Um, a plus plus. What stream again? Wow, swamp swamp thing. I gotta say, uh, swamp thing is one of those characters, kind of like a Moon Knight, kind of like a Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. A little like under the radar, but has a pretty fervent cult following in comic circles. Uh, House of Secrets. Uh, I, oh boy, I'm about to lose my comic card. I think Uh-oh. it's House of Secrets 62, maybe 66. It's in it's in that range. It's the first appearance of Swamp Thing, and that comic goes for so much. People are always looking for that comic. Um, he's a pretty cool character. Uh, oddly enough, there's a Marvel character named Man Thing that came out not too much longer after Swamp Thing. Uh, because these guys steal from each other all the time. In case you didn't know that, that's what happens. Huh. Is and, it just... Uh, yeah, so like Man-Thing, uh, so Man-Thing's thing is all that no fear burn at the touch of Man-Thing. Ooh, that's, I don't I don't know if that plays in today's climate, but all right. <laughs> um, Little too real. Swamp Thing is like, He's kind of like an elemental, like an earth elemental, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's supposedly like half human, part human. I don't know. But he—if you look at the trailer, let's talk about the trailer. He—it looks horrific. It looks like they're really leaning into the horror side of this oh, character. Yeah. And I'm all—I'm here for it. I think this is the way to go. What are your thoughts? No, it was definitely shot like a horror movie trailer. Um, especially with the reveal of Swamp Thing himself at, at the very last part. Um, yeah, I, I really like that. Uh, people were running around scared. That, that has a real Game of Thrones vibe. Uh, <laughs> so I like that very much. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with it. I, I know that, um, that, like you said, like Ghost Rider, he's like in it for the vengeance and shit. So, um, yeah, I'm, 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 I really want to see comic properties kind of go there because we've kind of gotten used to like... Um, Marvel for how great their movies are. You know, it's kind of like, you know, it's you see you're doing it for a greater cause and shit. Let's just right. fucking sh- fuck some shit up. Right. Yeah, definitely. Because the Marvel Marvel movies are what? They're action-adventure films, right? Yeah. They're hero tales. And they're all, you know, for the most part, they're all really great. But, like, it is sort of one entrenched trope with them. Uh, here, DC has the opportunity to really do something different. I'm hoping it's good. Here's the here's the problem. I'm not subscribing to another service. We talked yeah. about this last time. I want to. I still haven't seen Twilight Zone. I don't want to oh, pay shit, for yeah. more streaming services. You keep stacking these things on. It's like I don't know what to do, man. Like I do want to watch these things, but like it's getting ridiculous. You just gotta keep paying six ninety nine to like ten <laughs> different things. It's <laughs> Nobody wants that, but that's where we're headed. So, uh, well, you know, what really we should try to do is maybe reach out to them and mm-hmm. be like, hey, we're we're media critics, journalists, not really, but like we can pretend, yeah, and and try to finagle them into giving us some sort of screener <laughs> subscription. <laughs> that's uh, we gotta put that on the list. I'm gonna try to get that get that working. Uh, but I will tell you. Fortunately for this next property, mm-hmm. I have Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, me too. So this is happening, and I I can tell you, 
that out of all the things we've talked about so far, the 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 Ghost Rider, Hellstrom, Swamp Thing, and I'm pretty psyched for all three of those properties. This thing here, this trailer, this thing, this property, 100% in, so psyched, so glad it's on Amazon Prime because that means I can actually watch it. <laughs> uh, that's the boys. We got a boys extended trailer. They call it uh, Slap, I think, the Slap trailer. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it gives you a, just a kind of a small idea, like a like an incremental idea as to what we're in store for with this story. And boy, even if it's just a little bit, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a whole uh, lot of urban. It's a whole yeah. This, this show. So for those not familiar with uh, the boys, it's a Garth Ennis written comic. It's self contained. Believe the original publisher was Dynamite. Um, kind of might be Image, but I'm pretty sure it was Dynamite. It's really good. Uh, it's very graphic, very violent, very sexualized. Um, it's like Watchmen amped up, basically. Mm. It's this idea that if people actually had powers, they would immediately become corrupt. Even the heroes <laughs> would be really maladjusted. Um, they would be corrupt. There would be all sorts of shenanigans going on, trying to like corral society, hmm. uh, con- you know, to control those that are in power. And it and it, it pulls no punches. It also has a ton of allegories to Marvel and DC characters. Um, it's just great. Or what are those called? The al- not, yeah, it is an allegory, but also uh, what is it? illusion. An- Illusion, anagram. I mean, it could be an anagram if you're clever enough. <laughs> Not anagram. What is the word? Analog. Analog. Yeah. It's it's an they have a lot of characters that are analogs for Marvel and DC characters. That's what I was that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> like, man, it's been a it's been a long day. Uh, there's I'll be telling I'll be you know, telling you all the truth here. I have no air circulation on my end over here, <laughs> so my brain is shorting out. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Chris. So you're kind of coming. You're coming into the boys sort of blind, right? Like you, yeah. you read the comic. No, I have not. Okay, it's you're in for a treat, man. What is based on the trailer that you saw? What if anything really sticks out to you? What is like uh, either a character or like a scene or just a concept or tone? What right. what, what sticks out? So the overall kind of tone, I guess, the vibe to me is uh, pretty reminiscent of like Saints Row the Third. Um, this video game, I forget who makes it, but, um, it was out on like the last generation. Um, it, it's fucking ridiculous. You get to create this, like, uh, I think they're called saints in that, uh, universe and you know, it's basically a superhero. You get to kid him out how you want. You get to out, you know, d- design them and they're fucking ridiculously strong. They kind of like just punch their way through problems and, uh, they're loved for it. Like the, the world around them like reacts positively, whatever they do, even if they, like hurl somebody into the stratosphere, uh, they take your car and smash it while you're in it. Everybody just starts cheering around them. So I think that'd be, it's kind of, it seemed like that, like, uh, immediately kind of visually, that's what was going on. Um, it, it, yeah, just totally like also the kick-ass kind of vibe is what right. kind of came through. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It does feel a lot like kick-ass. I, I didn't think about that at first, but yeah, that's, that's a good call. So yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm definitely with it. I, <laughs> just like. The notion that like uh, civilians have to keep superheroes in line by fucking them up. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty hilarious. 
It's it's good. I, we're, I think we're in for a treat. It looks like whoever's behind it really got the the idea of what's supposed to happen in the comic down. Because um, they don't really seem to be pulling punches. And I believe, yeah, we do have the trailer up on our Facebook page uh, over there at facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod. What a okay website. What a mitigated website that <laughs> takes all of your privacy and just chucks it right out the window. <laughs> Uh, somebody that I would be glad to give all of my information to mm-hmm. for a discount is a company called Uniqlo. They make clothing, and they're apparently known for these really cool jackets that they make. They're like super lightweight, but really insulated and waterproof. But they have really great clothing. Let me tell you. Let me tell you that I went to New York and that they have these stores like on Fifth Avenue and whatever, wherever they have them. And I went in, and it's amazing. It's like, it's like the quality. I don't actually. I don't know if, how high quality this is, but it's like <laughs> the quality of like a Banana Republic, but like sort of at the prices of an Old Navy. It's, it's weird that this store exists the way it does, and um, hmm. they really do make. I'm literally wearing a, a Uniqlo shirt right now. Hopefully, oh, future, good for you. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, a future proud sponsor of the show. <laughs> Uh, but the really cool thing is, in conjunction with Endgame, they've decided to team up with Marvel, and they're releasing these limited edition, um, very stylized Marvel shirts. A lot of them have a very retro sort of 60s Silver Age feel to them. They're really cool. We don't have, like, a sponsor code to give anyone or anything. This is not just... a hashtag ad, hashtag sponsored? Yeah, not yet anyway. But it is just that cool that we wanted to bring attention to it. Just for a second. Uh, check them out. They have a lot of cool stuff. How quick did cool you buy stuff. that uh, Spidey print? I actually haven't bought anything yet. Oh. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. To, okay. This is a real behind the scenes nobody cares kind of <laughs> moment. But I'm waiting for this other shirt that's out of stock to come in stock so that I can order it all together. That's what I'm waiting <laughs> for. So hopefully, hopefully I don't play a game of like that shirt comes in stock and then the Spider-Man shirt goes out of stock. Cause then yeah. it's going to be, I'm playing a game here. I'm playing a game. It's like the game of Thrones. If you either, you either win or you die. And I don't know what's going to happen to me yet. I might go the Jeez. way of a Catelyn Stark. <laughs> oh no. Right I was trying to think of, I was trying to think of something like really old. Cause it was going to, I was like, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. But it was like, <laughs> what's something that's like, years old that it won't matter um all right here's something else that might not matter ah <laughs> good god <laughs> oh man time to talk about hellboy 2019 um, no! <laughs> um honestly uh i'm just gonna come off right top and say it yeah not as bad as i thought it was gonna be a word I that was my thought. That was from my feelings, and I'll I'll explain why a little later. Okay. But uh, but let's go ahead and jump in into Hellboy 2019, starring David Harbor, and I almost called her Angelica Houston for some reason. That's not her name. It's Mila <laughs> Jovovich. Not even close. Also, Ian McShane's. <laughs> that's, that's a immediately in my mind is an immediately different movie. I, oh no. Oh, yeah, so different. So very, very different. Uh, all right, let's start off with our flashback. Uh, Flash versus Hellboy. Um, 
Let's do it from uh-huh. let's do it from the perspective of one of those afterlife ghost things. Oh, dude. Just but just like a real like you're going to die soon, so you got to be quick with the information. Oh, just, okay. Just you know like you more like the first one and not like the last one in the movie. By uh-huh. the way, spoilers, we're not going to try to uh, not spoil the film. If you haven't seen it, and for whatever reason you want to see it, go see it before listening to the rest of the podcast. Uh, but yeah, go ahead, Chris. Let's 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 give All us right. a quick rundown of All right. Hellboy via the ghost thing. Uh, it's exposition. Oh, so much exposition happening. Uh, the first act starts about 15 times. Uh, there's a big, giant fight that's actually not that bad. Uh, I'm going to the to the light. Uh, Jovovich. Uh, really? The only saving grace? Uh, I should have fucking burned everybody in the theater when I was watching it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Oh, we lost him. We lost Chris the ghost, but boy did he Boy did he give us something to to consider and ponder. Holy hell. I got to tell you I got to tell you man. That might have been my favorite flashback versus so far. Ooh, I really I really liked the uh, I think it was the Aquaman with the maritime <laughs> lingo that we did that one time that was yeah. really good too but uh I, I, I do not remember that one because i think i was drinking rum at that point you were drinking rum some, yeah some some sea air uh <laughs> the, oh wow uh yeah okay well thank you for that um let's go into excelsior which you kind of hinted at for yours the excelsior mm-hmm. segment uh, of course your favorite segment of the movie most outstanding memorable aspect of the film this of course hey, the narrative character Yes, Stan. Thank you, Stan. Always around to stand for Stan Lee. Uh, Chris, what was your favorite segment? I think if you, I feel, or like, or not favorite segment, but just Excelsior moment of the film. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you kind of hinted at it. Pretty much, yeah. It, Mila Jovovich uh, just doing just doing like a Hella impersonation, kind of. Yeah. yeah uh, but, or like slash uh, Kate Beckinsale from uh, Underworld, that, that whole vibe. Yeah, I, I just I liked kind of. Um, also, wait, let me just chime in real quick. Yeah, yeah. Also, a little bit Charles Theron, uh, the Huntsman. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> so a little bit all of that. Yeah. <laughs> just roll it up until, to yeah no it was it was great it for me I don't know that it needed a, a pretty strong presence to kind of like help m- give this movie some purpose. And right. she provided it. Uh, she did a great job, I thought. Um, Some direction, for sure. Uh, not to step on your words, but yeah, man, she was great in this. And in fact, if anything, I think this sort of re could open a lot of people's eyes if they see the film. Damila Jovovich, she can act herself uh, around pretty well. Right. You know, she's she's if anything, she's been underutilized in many other films. She she does a great job. Also, we're like what twenty years past Fifth Element, maybe more than that. Multipass. Multipass. Yeah, we're we're more than twenty years. Yeah. Uh, she's got a bit of that Keanu Reeves in her, like. Right. Like she doesn't age. She's she's. It's cool that she plays this sort of ageless witch. She's like, well, yeah, 
that's kind of you're just <laughs> playing yourself at this point. Uh, she's really great. Uh, any any particular scene with her that that you really enjoyed, or just her character overall? Uh, just kind of like, like Queen. Yeah, um, I liked it when she was kind of trying to catch up on culture by just watching and flipping through channels on the TV, mm-hmm. uh, and she was still kind of like you know disassembled at that part. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I really tried to focus in on that in, instead of like the warthog man thing that plagued my nightmares. Um, yeah, yeah, I, 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 she, 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 she fell to pieces. That's kind of funny. Yeah, she literally fell to pieces. Uh, for me, it's gonna be a, well, a couple of things. Uh-huh. Uh, like you, the giant fight sequence was great. The last, literal last, like, two minutes of the film, where they're playing, I think it's a Death Leopard song. Christ, yeah. Is awesome. <laughs> it's it's so campy, but, like, fun. <laughs> I wish the, the film leaned into those kinds of moments yeah. way more often. If yeah, yeah, yeah. this film, to me, in those two specific scenes, the film was, like, Army of Darkness. Mm-hmm. And that's what this film should have been. Right, uh, yeah. When it when it's fun and it's sort of silly, um, I think that's when this works best. Uh, the other cool thing that sort of fits in this too, but maybe not quite as much, but I just really liked it, was the Baba Yaga stuff. Oh, the shit, house, yeah. Fucking hell, I fucked that out. The house with the legs. Yeah. The house with the legs. Real creepy. Holy shit, real creepy. <laughs> um, but really cool and actually from the comic. Like, the fact that they were like, nice. okay, we're going to pull this really weird fucking thing from the comic. You don't think we're going to put it in the movie? We're going to put it in the goddamn movie. We're going to put it in the movie. It's in the <laughs> movie now. Now you have to watch it with your eyes. You're welcome. Um, I liked <laughs> that a lot. I, I thought the whole Bobby Augustine was great and uncomfortable yeah. and eerie and freaky as hell. Right, yeah. If it leaned more into the gothic macabre bullshit, then that'd be really, really the place where it kind of like would work really well. Like if all this talk about the Blood Queen and shit, and we don't spend that much time with her, um, we're just chasing around this fucking warthog man. Yeah, <laughs> the warthog. Yeah, that's. Oh boy, that is real. It was real something. Okay, let's move on to Bizarro, the Bizarro portion of our recap. It am my most famous superhero. Yes, it me, Bizarro number one. It me, Bizarro number one. My number one Bizarro moment <laughs> for this film uh, was pretty much everything other than the things I just said. <laughs> 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 like, look, I love Hellboy the character. I love the Guillermo del Toro films. This I will give it this. It is very. It somehow they did make it very different from those. Like it mm. felt different. Cool. I'm glad they tried something different. But so much of it um, just felt extraneous. Extra, is that the right word? I'm like I don't know. Like yeah, it's that works. it felt um, unnecessary. Yeah. And and slow and slodgy. Okay. I don't know if slodgy is a word, but I'm using that word. It, yeah, <laughs> it's good if it's. Um, uh, yeah, so that's it's, like this film's peak, peaks and valleys were so wide. The chasm was wide between the two for me. Uh, was chasm. there any particular? <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's not really a chasm. I guess you're right. But like, <laughs> did, did you did you have a particular bizarro uh, moment for you? Ah, shit. Um, 
apart from the two sequences that really worked well, I think you mentioned them already, the giant fight and um, the, the fight at the end, which I kind of forgot about, uh, where he's like uh, with uh, Taehyun, I guess, and like the girl, and they're fighting somewhere in Russia, it looked like. That fight was cool. And that music that fit those fights, uh, the soundtrack that played in that uh, those fights were was really good. There was a lot of sound uh, soundtrack usage in this movie. Like they saw Guardians and were like, "Yeah, let's do that," but they fucking didn't know how to. It was right. like there was a oh lot of God, like just yes. annoying sound coming in. It, I, I wanted to be like, "Alexa, stop! What are you doing? I don't like the station." Yeah, um, you're so. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, man, the music choices in this movie were like 90% completely wrong. They just didn't fit uh, the tone at all. And Guardians kind of did the the sly, a sly thing where, you know, it's diegetic sometimes, but then it yeah. seeps into like, um, you know, it's just soundtrack space. Uh, like, you know, you'd be playing um, uh, Moon Age Daydream uh, in the ship, but then like when they actually go into nowhere, it's playing for the audience now. Right. Uh, that sort of shit works, and, and that's kind of cool. But... Uh, it, it just felt slapped on, man. It, yeah, that's a, you know, it's it's really funny. Like, where we talked about, because I would even argue that, like, in Captain Marvel, the music isn't diegetic, but it it fits a lot. Like, it's it's really good. Right. Uh, this was an example, like you just said, where it, it did not, except for the last scene, which is, that's what made me so mad, because <laughs> that makes me, like, because if they had just never gotten it right, then I would have been like, okay, they just have no fucking clue what they're doing with the music. But they nailed the last scene in the movie with the music. It, like, fits so perfectly with what's happening. I was just like... And not only that, to add insult to injury, it's the last scene in the movie. <laughs> so I'm just like, where was this the entire rest of the film? Yeah. Um, I, I want to see uh, that script, man, because it must be butchered. It must oh, here be like, you go. That's a that's a really good. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up. We'll we'll get into that right now. So apparently, there was a lot of infighting between the producers mm. and the director of the film. Uh, his name is Neil. DeGrasse Tyson. His life. It's not Neil DeGrasse Tyson. His last name starts with an M, I think. Uh, let's see. I have the I have the Rotten Tomatoes up. Neil Marshall. Um, so, like, Neil Marshall and Andrew Cosby, who's the writer. Uh, apparently they were, oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, they, uh, they had a lot of fighting with the producers of the film, uh, where, like, changes kept happening, mm. which also sort of explains a lot. Because if you... The first 40 minutes, which is right up into about the giant fight and maybe a little bit after that, that all feels like a little bit Army of Darkness. And it's a little bit of like what I was talking about. I was like, oh, okay, like I'm, I'm in this. Like that weird narration at the beginning where it's like real casual, but they're talking about like King Arthur and stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I, I kind of liked all that. It's after that point. It's pretty much when he gets back from the Baba Yaga scene. That the film just shifts really weirdly. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this thing? Like, it's a totally different film. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, apparently there was a lot of infighting between the producers, the writer, and the director. Uh, and, and the best example of this is that the tree, right? The, the tree that's in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil Marshall wanted a asymmetrical real tree. Okay? Uh-huh. The producers wanted a crazy symmetrical... But CGI tree that right. looked that looked gothic or something, and 
So apparently, like, they shot it one way and then they agreed to one thing, but then in prose production, he got changed again. <laughs> and so, and then, like, they literally supposedly stopped talking. There was no communication for, like, a week. So that's, that's really wow. weird, man. That's not how you make a film. That's bad. That's, that's a hell of a hill to die on, man. Shit. That's a bad look. Yeah, the stupid tree. Not the most important part of the film, by any means. <laughs> by the way, if anyone out there feels like we're being unjustly uh, harsh to the film, again, there were stuff that I really, really, really liked. Uh, just to let you all know, uh, since I've got the Rotten Tomatoes thing up right now, 14% tomato meter. Mm. Uh, 60%, but this, uh, this sort of explains kind of what I'm talking about. 60% audience score. Okay. So, you know, I feel like the people that like this film are going to be fans of Army of Darkness and films kind of in that ilk. Right. Um, yeah, I just wish it, I wish it had stayed more in that mode, and it just didn't. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, let's move on to the next segment. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Oh, hey. Hey, Peter. <laughs> Does she... I, I'm glad you got the. Oh wait, nope, can't say it. Oh, never mind. You can Just, say it. I mean. No, I mean, we're gonna be doing a. You know, that's fine. We'll do hey, it. Hey, hey, no. hey, take it easy, man. Oh yeah, that's um, Korg. Where'd you come from, Korg? I haven't. I don't know if we'll be seeing you anytime soon. Hmm? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. Um. Hey everyone, best new character object location presented in the film. Chris, you want to take this one first? Who is your hey everyone? Oh shit, man! I'm gonna steal probably yours, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Lobster Johnson. Oh, so good. Thomas Hayden Church. I don't know where you know the movie <laughs> Suffering when Thomas Hayden Church has when Sideways himself has to come in and save it. <laughs> Sideways. Yes, that is a wow! What a great nickname. <laughs> Lobster Johnson was great. Uh, he was please. really, really good in it. So I'm not too familiar with the Hellboy publishing side. Please tell me that's an actual like character that they're referencing. Oh, that is an absolutely an actual oh, character. Oh fuck yes! <laughs> this is the sound of Chris immediately going and buying all the Hellboy <laughs> comics. <laughs> Yeah, man. I, to be fair, the Hellboy universe is so great. It's littered with great characters. You got Lobster Johnson. You've got the Baba Yaga. You've got Abe Sapien, right? Mm -hmm. Which is hinted at in this film. Also, trivia, small trivia. Um, they actually were going to get Doug Jones to reprise his role as Abe Sapien for that last scene. Mm. But apparently a scheduling conflict with Star Trek Discovery, which apparently is a show that he's on. Uh, did not allow for that to happen, but he had wanted to do it. I don't know. I kind of feel like he saved himself a bit. <laughs> but, um, Lobster is great. Lobster Johnson wasn't my choice. Oh, That's okay. It's a really good one, though. Nice. I'm going to go with Baba Yaga. Okay. And the fucking house with legs. Uh, <laughs> you love this house, man. Did not think they were going to put that on film. And they did. So kudos to them. <laughs> I mean, I would say, I would argue, give this film at least a cursory glance uh, just for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's really it's really weird. It's <laughs> really weird. You're just not going to see that in, a, in any other film. Yeah. So I um, I watch a lot of D&D &D live streams. Uh, it's one wow. of my, it's what, the, the deep end of my nerdlier pursuits. But um, they, Bobby Yaga gets kind of mentioned every now and again. There's one like, uh, and Dice Camera Action, shout out. Yeah. Um, but, and, and she does have the, you know, the, the chicken hut, whatever. 
um, chicken foot hut. And it, it, it's described, and I've pictured it in my head a couple times, but not like this, dude. This one was fucking <laughs> menacing. Yeah. Those it's, feet, it's, goddamn. It's, it's nightmare fuel in the best way. In the best way possible. All right, our last segment. What if? What is segment? Is there a sound drop from What If? I don't uh, remember. Let me see. No, not really. I can kind okay. of find one for you real quick. No, uh, I mean, if you want to. No, no, no. no. What yeah, if, yeah, yeah. What if, what if we had a sound bite for this segment? <laughs> Cue back up. Cue back up. Yeah. Our last segment for the re- recap is What If? <laughs> Oh, man. What if Thanos didn't show up in Avengers Endgame at all? <laughs> what <laughs> if that was the swerve? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking unprecedented. Marvel be out of their minds. Oh, man. They're just like, we could do anything we want. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh, man. Uh, what if... Oh, man. What if for this film? Well, per- what... Personally, I had to think of that sound drop as uh, Thanos just using the space stone to go to like a oh, space and time to go back to like a disco in the seventies in Europe somewhere. Yes, for just sure. fucking what if, have a fun. Yeah, getting in the Thanos copter, just flying around, <laughs> drinking some Bacardi, <laughs> some Smirnoff Ice, maybe. <laughs> no, no, no! He'd be drinking some Zivas. Jesus, a thousand percent. Oh, so good. Proud sponsor. What? What if, uh, Chris, what is your what if for Hellboy? Oh, what if this gets a sequel, dude? It's it's absolutely not. It's not going to get a sequel. It is. So, uh, listeners, I don't know if you caught the little the little drop at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, Chris says something about halfway to profit or halfway mm, to breaking half, even. Halfway to breaking even. Uh, the, the production value on this was $50 million, not including uh, promotion, advertising. Mm. It's made it's made uh, twenty three million dollars as of April 29th. Oh man, it's a tough look. That covers craft services. It's tough. It's a tough look. Here's the thing: it's not that bad of a film. It really isn't. Like, let me put it this way: Would I watch Hellboy again? Probably. Would I watch it over uh, Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice? Absolutely. <laughs> A thousand times over <laughs> would watch Hellboy 2019. Um, I think I might. I, I I definitely would skip some parts. Like yeah, uh, it's one thing. My uh, the the ghost said uh, the ghost version of me said was that uh, it had like so much hard exposition, and it kept giving you hard exposition over and over again. It did like the sin of like telling and not showing, which is weird yeah. for a movie. Um, but yeah, that happened. It felt like it. it. Does, it it does happen a lot. It does happen a lot. Um, it's real. It's real. It's just a really uneven film. But the the good parts are really fun. God, if I had just gotten a full movie of the last two minutes, but just a whole movie of that, this would be like a dark horse for like my favorite. Maybe not my favorite movie of the year, but like top five. Mm. But they didn't. You know, they didn't do that. That's not the choice they made. What if they made different choices? Is for me. <laughs> what if? What if they had just taken the last two minutes of the film and yeah. extrapolated that over an entire film with that energy, that tone? Um, what if they did make a sequel and that is the direction they went in? I'd be all on board. Yeah. And honestly, if they made a sequel and then the first trailer was just that kind of feel to it, 
I would be 100% back on board and be like, yo, let's watch this. I'm down. I'm ready. Yeah. Um, that scene at the they, end, that scene at the end, I think, works so well because, like, they have a purpose. They have, they know what they're doing now. Uh, he, they, they're not repeating beats from the first movie. Um, yeah. the, the whole, like, fire crown, like, he's, like, going to fucking kill everybody now. But then, like, his dad, the memory of his dad is a thing that saves the world again. That, that That's, like, from the first movie. So it, it, we, we've been over this territory, man. You know what's ironic is that the director, um, Neil Marshall, said, he literally said in an interview, I didn't want this to be an origin, origin film. I felt like Del Toro did a good enough job, did a great job with that in the first two films. Okay, man, that's great. I'm glad you think that. What did you do? Why did you do <laughs> the things that you did then? Why were, the, why were those your choices? I'm just, I'm at a loss. The film is uh fun though it is enjoyable in a lot of places i don't want to make it seem like it was this chore of a film because it, it it really mm. wasn't it's just it was kind of uneven did you feel like it was a chore i mean that's fine at at times i felt like uh checking my phone even though it's in the draft house and that's a sin um oh, man, uh, they will kick you out yeah no i, I don't want to get on, on their bad side and you're like you're like thank you please <laughs> kick me out <laughs> so, but you would have missed the last two minutes yeah the yeah part of the film no, I mean, um, it was getting that way for me. Uh, like the parts that I liked, I, I saw them uh, coming. I saw them. Ha- I saw them resolving in the film, and like I was like, oh, there's not too much more of this left, I guess. Uh, so at some points, it did feel like um, uh, tedious a little bit, but okay. but yeah. No, I, overall, I was like uh, slightly disappointed that it, you know, I could, whenever you can see the seams in a movie. For sure. Uh, that's not going to be a good time <laughs> because it'll take me out of it. Um, my suspension of disbelief will just fall away. But uh, for the most part, it was okay. I liked, uh, the things I liked about it, I really liked about it. I really liked Mil Jovovich. Um, I thought the action sequences were actually not that bad. Uh, it just could be, it needed to be cleaned up. Yeah. that's. I, I think the, 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 the problems they had in production showed yeah. in the film. And that's unfortunate when that happens. The other thing is, I guess, I guess where I'm coming from is, you got to remember that first trailer, the Money Money trailer. Oh, yeah. Like, remember how bad that was? Mm-hmm. This film isn't that bad to me. It's not that trailer bad. Uh, but what is unfortunate is Hellboy is a great character. Yeah. A rich universe of story. And it's just unfortunate that this was to me, more of a misstep than a step in the right direction. Now, if Neil Marshall or somebody else can come along and pick out the good stuff from here and Mm -hmm. really form a film with those items at its core and then move forward, I think there's there's still so much left to do with this. Yeah. But will we get it? I don't know. I think the film's doing... It's not doing well enough financially. They're probably going to just shelve this thing forever. Like, I... you know, will we see another Hellboy in maybe ten or twenty years? Hmm. Maybe that's a long time. <laughs> it's been—I didn't realize this, but uh, doing some research for this film, the uh, this one came out ten years from Hellboy Two. That's how long it's been wow. since Hellboy Two. So yeah, we're probably looking at a minimum of ten years, um, or, or possibly longer. I think maybe the thing to do. Is at this point is either either do a Lobster Johnson film, mm-hmm. 
Or do an Abe Sapien film that's predominantly an Abe Sapien film, but then also you happen to have Hellboy in there. Like, he's not the main character, but he's just in there also. Or maybe do a B, uh, what's it called? BPRD. Right. Or BR, is it BRPD? BR, BPRD. Uh, uh, I want to say it's BPRD. I might be wrong. (laughs) I'm going to look it up real quick. The BPRD, the Bureau of Phenomenal uh, Paranormal Research and Defense. Ah. Uh, if they do a BPRD film, that might be the way to go. Huh. Yeah, that might save it. Because you definitely don't want to lose David Harbour. I think his portrayal of Cowboy is actually really, really, really good, I thought. Um, yeah, that was good. So, yeah, it, it's, uh, yeah, man, <laughs> I wanted to like it. But I, I think for me, you know, I, I guess we don't give ratings too much, really. But uh, what would it fall for you? Out of like a, uh, a uh, five horns. Five, the max. five horns. It's probably like two and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of more on the two uh, clo- yeah. closely shaven horns. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> the one the way he prefers it. Yeah. <laughs> that was really weird, too. When the when the Ian McShane was like shaving down his horns. It was like it was weird. A little too intimate, maybe. I mean, it's supposed to be like a father figure. I get it, but like, all right, this is. Do we have to be here for this long? <laughs> there weren't other things we could be doing right now. Um, all right, so that's actually going to close us up for this week. We tried to keep this one semi short for you guys because we will be bringing our Avengers Endgame episode uh, in about a week or so. We're going to maybe get some special guests to come in, bring some of their thoughts and opinions and takes on the movie. The end of an era for Marvel 22 films, mm. 10 years, 11 years, however long it's been now, I guess 11 years. Oh boy, that's going to be, it's going to be really fun. Hope y'all are looking forward to it. Until then, the Fortress of Potitude is state, uh, whoa, is what? It's closed. <laughs> it's it's state closed. It's Jason Statham. It's, it's Jason Statham. Should we do Hobbs and Shaw? <laughs> Because oh, that's practically a superhero film. Do not tell me otherwise. Oh, he does say, I'm like the black Superman. Right. Maybe just off of that, Idris Elba, we can we can fit that in. We might do it. We might do it, guys. Until then, the Fortress of Spotted is closed. Stay super, everyone. Stay Wong Strong. <laughs> <laughs>